welcome back to uh, Bishop Chronicles podcast again. I'm your host, uh, Dr. Holly Mays. Uh, I'm blessed to uh, be joined on the topic that we have today with uh, not only my friend, but also my chief of staff, uh, Minister Jade Ross. Um, we've been through some ups and downs together in the ministry. Uh, we've seen some things that we should smile about and some things that we were trying to hightail up out of there real quick from. And uh, one of the things we're going to be talking about today is something I think that's valuable to her uh, as she moves forward and, and God progresses her in ministry, but also so many others like her. Um, but before I do anything, man, listen, I just want to give God the, the praise and the honor. I want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the opportunity. Uh, I also want to uh, give a shout out uh, to the producer of this uh, podcast and um, this, this visual work, and that's uh, Dr. Vernell Warren. Uh, make sure you guys go check him out at 900 East Beltline Road. Uh, that's in DeSoto, Texas, okay, 75115. Uh, also, make sure you guys go and get, go to uh, Amazon.com and pick up the new ebook. okay? The hard copy is coming, but that's not till January. But the ebook is called Unlocking Your Purpose-Given Culture. It's really talking about things such as potential versus purpose, uh, how to go from your purpose to the promise to your power. Uh, really, really good ebook. It's, it's free of charge right now on Amazon.com, so make sure you guys go check it out. So let's get back to the uh, thicker things because I want to take as much time as possible to make sure that we go over this. Uh, because I promise you, somebody is going to shut something off. Somebody going to get mad. Somebody going to get in their feelings. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But I think it's time that we, we deal with this topic. So today's topic on uh, Bishop Chronicles podcast is we're going to talk about women in leadership in the ministry. Okay. I'm not talking about particularly women pastors because sometimes we get confused. We'll say women in leadership means we're talking about women pastors. But if you go to certain denominations, they don't even want women in leadership as it pertains to them being over men. Right. So we're going to dig into that. We're going to talk a little scripture. We're going to talk a little uh, dialogue back and forth from experience. But more than anything, hey, if you guys subscribe and you guys uh, download this podcast, send your comments. Okay? Hey, I will hit you back. I probably got my phone in my hand. I will hit you right back. Okay? But, uh, and I deal with it all. I deal with ideology, theology. I deal with it all. Okay? So... Hit me any way you can. So let's get into this. So uh, thank you. Thank for, you. Because this is a drive from you, South Dallas. So it's over in DeSoto, different yeah. part of town. Well, I am very, very happy to be here. Yes, as you said, uh, is it is a uh, subject that's very near and dear to my heart, especially these days. Absolutely, um, right. So, yes, yeah, so I'm very happy to be here. So thank you. Cool, cool. So let's dive into it. So um, there is word on the street and in the church <laughs> uh, that women... Uh, should not be pastors, should not be leaders yes. over men. Um, I, I would be remiss not to ask you how you feel about it. That's kind of a crazy question, but I guess, but talk to me about it. You're new to this thing, so how are you? I, I am, I am new to it. Um, I, I was raised a uh, Baptist, and um, for those who might not be familiar uh, with a uh, strict uh, Baptist uh, culture, Women are not uh, in a lot of leadership positions. Uh, women will be the secretary, uh, the announcing clerk, things of that nature, but they won't be uh, elders. They won't be deaconesses and things of that nature. Um, when we first started this, um, as far as me on this path, um, I didn't know that it would come to, to where I am right now. Right. I didn't know that things would be revealed to me and prophesied to me as they have been. Um, so my perspective has changed a bit. 
Um, when I first started in ministry, I thought that I would just maybe come up to maybe be a deaconess or, you know, something like that. Um, but never did I ever think that my ambitions or that my, um, my spiritual desires would go past that right. because my, 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 uh, upbringing had taught me that there was a limit right. uh, to it. And, um, but now that I'm, I'm really in ministry, I don't know. I'm kind of, I feel some type of way about the limitation. I feel like it's a glass ceiling. And that's crazy because you said something, uh, you, you used a word y'all were and I listen real close y'all. Yes. You said a word that we use twofold and that word is desire. Yes. You said, I never thought I would desire. Mm -hmm. So that means that something along your journey changed and caused you to say, I want more. Yes. Okay, yes. so let's let's just talk about that for a second because I, I think sometimes we get a little selfish about this. Yeah. And, and let's just clear the white elephant in the room. Um, I, I'm going to be honest. I think that a lot of women, uh, men are just uh, intimidated. I do. I'll uh, go with that. I, I think they're intimidated. Intimidation, yeah. Because there's some cold-blooded women out there. Yes. I'm, I'm dead yes, serious. There's some cold-blooded women. I'm talking about some anointed women. Mm -hmm. And 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 just in my personal feeling, and I'm going to get to Scripture in just a second, yeah. but just in my personal feelings, it's kind of, and just to piggyback off what you said, when you came in, you were you were coming in based on the ideology yes, of how I've been raised. Of how you've been raised. Mm -hmm. And here's the crazy thing. That had not been proven to you. It was just something you were taught. Yeah, just through tradition. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So no one would just say you didn't have a stream of scriptures that you were clinging to to get. No. So 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 that's another thing that I, I want to harp on because a lot of women just like you are coming into ministry mm -hmm. and they have been visited by the Holy Spirit or been prophesied to yes. by the Holy Spirit. Now let me say this too before I even go any further. Uh, because folk that know me, they know me. Okay? Right. This is in no way bashing Baptist, Methodist, Catholic, no, no. Islam, none of that. I'm not knocking any of that. However, you know, uh, I was listening to Apostle General Jennings the mm -hmm. other day, and he said a phrase I love saying. He said, show me chapter, uh, verse, and scripture. Mm -hmm. You know? Show, show me all of that, because a lot of times we're, we're going on tradition, right. and tradition is the, is the, is the plug uh, from us really flowing the way we need to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I want to kind of get with people to say, well, hey, listen, you're going into 2020, and I want to make sure that the same thing you said in 1950 still applies in 2020. Right, okay? right, exactly. So yeah. real quick, I'm going to read the scripture real quick. Okay. And I was just doing some study. Matter of fact, the Holy Ghost gave this to me about five minutes ago. This is crazy. Okay. It's First Timothy chapter 5, verse 1. It says, rebuke not an elder. Now, 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 before we do that, before I go to that, I want everybody to understand what we're saying when I say rebuke not an elder, okay? Now, rebuke not an elder, we are talking twofold, biblical interpretation and theological understanding and knowledge. So what that means is if you bring them two together, we're talking about someone who has wisdom and experience. Yes. Okay. If if you look at the word elder, we're talking about a person of age, and if you look at it theologically, we're talking about the one that has the most wisdom, most tenure, most not necessarily the most education. No, but they've no. been there the longest. Yes. Okay. Wisdom, so they yeah. we consider them in Leviticus wise counsel. Yes. Now watch this. I, I love how God sets things up, and I promise you, this is a scripture folks won't go to. Okay. There's a comma after elder. 
Okay. Which means denotes brief pause. Mm -hmm. So that means that we should pay attention to the previous statement yes. prior to going to the next one. Now, watch the next one. It says, rebuke not an elder, but, watch this, entreat him as a father. Then there's a semicolon, mm -hmm. and the younger me and his brother. Now, watch this. Now, this is number two. Verse two, the elder women as mothers, the younger as sisters with all purity. Now, okay. somebody's probably saying, well, Dr. Man, why, why are we bringing it up? Okay, because cool. Sometimes we separate God's love between men and women. We separate his, 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 his purpose between men and women. We don't talk as if God has the power to give the anointing, the same anointing to that man and that woman. Well, I think the reason why that happens is because... Um, you have everyone that says the covenant was given to Adam. Okay. It was not given to Eve. And, and, and because the covenant was between God and Adam and because his instruction, his very first instructions right. were given solely to him. That's right. And he gave Adam dominion over everything. So to a lot of people or to, to most people, that means that the man, there is a separation, maybe not so much in God's love, but there is a separation in how God deals with us because you are the man. And so therefore his instruction to you, his imparting to you, his, his way with you is going to be different than, than us because it's believed that he's not going to impart to us the same way as he imparts with you. And I get it, but here's the thing. What type of man was Adam and what type of man was your last boyfriend? Well, that, that, that's comparing apples and oranges, though. You Absolutely. Can't, can't so, so, but that's my point. That's my point because I think the covenant that was given, or and, and we're talking about theological intention, which is mm -hmm. God's intention, yes. was for a man to be this particular type of man in yes. order to operate in this type in of this, covenant. Right, in but, this covenant. But yes. here's the question we never want to talk about. What happens when the majority, 75 to 80% of the men, are mm -hmm. not operating in the designed covenant? Then what? Do we just say God is not important? Do we say mm -hmm. God... And, 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 I, and that's where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. Because I understand when God gave the covenant. I understand when God gave dominion. We, yes. use, we toss that word dominion all the time, which is really, watch this. It doesn't mean ownership. It means authority. I was just going to say, yeah. It yeah, doesn't, it doesn't mean ownership. ownership. Means, it no, means authority. But you hold authority. Absolutely. Yes, yes, and yes. a lot of people will say, oh, well, God gave man dominion as if it meant ownership, no. but it only means authority. Authority. Now, watch this. I'm going to give a scenario, okay? And everybody looking at this right now and listening to this, you have been in this situation. You have told your older child, if you are a parent, to say, hey, listen, watch your younger brother, watch your younger sister while I go to the store. Okay, at least when I was growing up, my older cousin, the older sister, they, they, they would do that, right? Mm -hmm. And your mother would say, I'm giving you authority. Yes. To, to, uh, but, but let's be honest. Is it full authority, authority or is it authority, uh, is, it, is, it, is it a conditional authority? It's conditional. It's conditional authority, yes. right? Exactly. Okay, cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm reading the scripture and I'm exegesting the scripture and I'm saying, okay, well, God gave authority. To Adam, watch this. I'm blowing, we're going to exegete the scripture. Okay. But God threw another person in the mix. He threw somebody else in the mix. Because when he gave dominion, authority, yeah. he gave authority over the animals to, to name yeah. them and all of that. He gave them authority, right? Yes. But that, there was nobody else in the mix then. 
No. But then there became something else in the mix. Mm -hmm. Because he says he put man to sleep, he took out of man a rib, he sold man up, and then he created what we know now as woman. And the Bible said that he presented woman to man. Watch this now. But the Bible does not talk about the time in between the presentation and the creation. The Bible doesn't talk about his conversation with woman. The Bible doesn't talk about his, his dealings with woman at that particular time. Right, because we think in linear time. So in our minds, he did it all. Absolutely. But the Bible says that uh, God's time is not like our time. Right. And, right. It's, and it's a thousand years to our one day. Right. So it could have been a thousand years. In between. Time. Absolutely. So here's my point in this. When we're talking, when we're having that this leadership discussion, mm -hmm. but we're having a realization that this is 2020. This is right. 2020. Right. Okay. So, so it's, so, so it's very, very possible for God to have said, if they can't do it, I need you to cover the slack. Right. If he gets too prideful, I need you to cover the slack. Mm -hmm. If his ego gets in the way, I need you to cover the slack. Now, I don't have biblical uh, 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 scripture to back that up. Right. But 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 I, I'm dealing with a God who has a plan that has a plan. That has a plan. Yeah. That has a plan. <laughs> and we never talk, we talk about the plan of people, but we never talk about the intention and the plan of God. Right. So so you can't tell me God did not know the type of male, not man, because that's a universal term, but male that he created. To know that I'm going to give you the ability to have these things and do this, and I'm God, so I know the progression of man, mm -hmm. and I know the Aggression of man. Yes. So I know you're going to ascend, but you can also descend as well. Mm -hmm. So, but my will still needs to be done. The kingdom still needs to be built. The That's kingdom true. still needs to be grown. Right. Do I wait for you to get it together, or do I go to my backup plan? And 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 and, and I know that food for thought because we always think about well, men should do this, men should do that. But watch this. I'm going to I'm, I'm give you statistics. Statistics. The last five years, we're talking 2019. Okay. 2014-2019. 76% of the church is made up of women. Between 2015 and 2019, 33% of all preachers, pastors, ministerial leaders mm -hmm. have been caught. Watch this. Being caught in adultery. Fornication, um, arrests, mm -hmm. closing churches, stealing. Watch this now. 6% of those leaders were women. Wow. That's crazy. We don't talk about that. No. We don't talk about that. So now when we talk about the term dominion mm -hmm. and we talk about authority, yeah. do I want you to have authority over this? Do I want you to have dominion? And, and, and when we go into, and I'll throw it out there, the Baptist church, mm -hmm. and I see them shutting their nose at a woman yeah. because a doctrine, but not the word, or even the understanding or dialogue of it, is, is spoke about that concerns me at the progression of the thing we call Christianity. It concerns me. But you would also have those who would point out uh, those particular scriptures of 
you know, women are supposed to be quiet. Women are supposed to learn from the man. The man is the head of the household. He is the one who teaches. You know, they would point out those verses to say, this is our basis for this doctrine that has, that has come about, though. And here's the crazy thing. All right, let's, let's go to this. Because the only time the, the doctrine holds true in that instance mm -hmm. is we're talking about the epistles of Paul. Okay. okay, so when we're talking about the epistles of Paul, when we're talking about the Ephesus church, the uh, the church at Ephesus, Corinthians church, uh, Thessalonia, all those things, Philippi, we're talking about those. You got to understand the order in which things were going on. Okay. We never want to talk about the chaos. We never want to talk about the chaos. Now, watch this. I'm not saying that men are not awesome. Of course. Oh, damn, what do you mean? Right. Right. But what I'm also not saying is women are not awesome. I'm saying right. they are awesome. I'm saying that I have been healed from afflictions and been set free mm -hmm. from a woman more than I have a man. I have been infiltrated with what I call a splinter cell. You heard me say it. Yes. yes, uh, yes. Uh, uh, I've been infiltrated with more hate and disgust for me. Yes. If we're going to talk about the transfer of spirits. But anyway, let's talk about yes. the epistles of Paul. So we never want to talk about the chapter. Right. I tell my people this all the time. Yes. We uh -huh. talk about chapter. We never want to talk about the chapter. We always pull out a verse, mm -hmm. and we never want to connect it. It's like me opening up a book and say, "I'm just going to read chapter uh, one, uh, the second paragraph." Then I'm going to close it and tell you what the entire chapter is about. You can't do that. You have to read the entire verse. So watch this. The first thing that that people say, and I'm going to say people because some women say. Is that the Apostle Paul went into the Corinthian church and he told the women to sit down and that they should not say anything in the church. But what they will not tell you, and if you go to chapter 1 in 1 Corinthians, and if you go to 2 Corinthians, what they will tell you is this was a disorderly church. This was a church where men were actually sleeping with other men. Men were sleeping with other women. People's wives, wives were sleeping. They were getting up, teaching and talking. and they, 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 It was in chaos. So what he really was coming to do when he gave that instruction was to set order. That, exactly. And that the apostle does anyway. anyway right. It's come to set, to, order to set order and to, uh -huh. and, 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 to, and to set authority, which is dominion. Right. Okay? He wasn't coming to say, you can't ever talk. You, you are better than you. That's not what he said. He was coming to build structure. Because you have to understand the Apostle Paul was going to jail. Yes, he was. And, and, and I believe some part of him knew because of his Christian walk, that's what he was going to do. Mm -hmm. So he had to set order in his churches before he left. Now watch this now. The problem is now we don't set order in the churches. No. We don't have unruly women. We don't have, we got women that are going into the uh, to uh, seminary. Yes. We got women yes. that are taking mission trips. We got women who are spending time uh, uh, praying and fasting and, yes. and, and, and spending one-on-one -on -one time with God. And, mm -hmm. and there's nothing in the scripture that tells me that this woman cannot be anointed or cannot be given uh, the healing power from God. If that's the case, then we're limiting God. And God is not a God that we, we limit. That's true. You see what I'm saying? So, so that's the reason why I have a problem with this. I have a problem with the fact that people say that women should not be in the pulpit. What do you mean? But well, some people would say, well, uh, well, some people would say that they're not disputing that women have anointing. What they are disputing is what they have anointing for. They will tell you, yes, I know a woman is anointed. Jesus had women 
walking with him and the disciples. How else I'm sure did they eat and do other things administratively and, and there and the like. But that's what they would say. Yes, women have anointing. Women do belong to church. There's just a limit to it. So what would you say to, to someone that says, no, well, women have anointing. Well, look at this. They just don't have anointing for that. Cooking is not an anointing. Right. You understand know what I'm saying? Childbearing is not an anointing. I mean, right. let's just keep it 100 because that's what people are going to associate with. Oh, a woman's supposed to be in the house. Cleaning up really well is not an anointing. I think I do rather well cleaning up. You know what I'm saying? Well, yes. But 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 the thing about it is, let's, 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 just, let's just call a spade a spade. Mm -hmm. um, if I know that I'm not doing what I need to be doing, and if I know that I'm not on top of my stuff, and mm -hmm. you bring somebody who is on top of their stuff, who is no nonsense, will I feel some type of way? Yes. Of course I am. So I believe that we've become an era since 1920 and women got the right to vote. Right. I believe that that started a transition to where men said, wait just a second. Education is being opened up. Uh, right. uh, businesses are being opened Open up. up. Yeah. Opportunity is being opened up. Mm -hmm. and, and now, because when a woman does it, she does it in such a way that it's almost glamorous and flamboyant. Yes. You know, yeah. So now, it's not just, oh, okay, you beat me. It's you beat me on national TV. And did it well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think yeah. there's a little ego, and I think God understood this. God, no, he's too intelligent not to understood the progressive mindset of a man that has a bachelor's, a master's, and a doctorate's degree, right. and the world thinks he's all this. He had, he's too intelligent not to have a backup plan to his creation. He's just too intelligent for that. And, and I get upset when people try to limit the progression of God or the expansion of God. It kills me to say that, wait just a second. God never said that a woman could not preach, pastor, or lead. We did. Mm. We did. We, you will not find in the Bible anywhere in its entirety that God will openly, that Christ will openly say. Now, we're, now watch this now. We're talking about with yeah. correct guidance. Okay. Because when, 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 when the Bible is saying a woman should ask her husband, that's, that's, that's depending if the husband knows. And is that only pertaining in marriage or is that pertaining? Well, it has to be in marriage because, right. because if you marry, you shouldn't go to nobody else but your husband. But right. here's, the, here's the crazy question that people don't want to talk about. What if your husband ain't saved? What if your husband don't know? Well, that opens up other questions. You see what I'm saying? Well, I get that. But, but, but the fact of the matter is, is uh -huh. so you telling me you have a woman sitting there that has to wait until she can get it from her husband. So at the end of the day, this is why I, I don't personally believe and biblically understand mm -hmm. how God would not have a backup plan to the fact that that pastor of that church who claims that this is my flock and my leadership and I have authority got caught cheating with, with another man's wife. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Or got caught with drugs or got caught with all of this and you are no longer the pastor. Right. But this woman can step up and do things according to the will and word and desire of God, which makes a difference. Whether I don't like her because I think she's going to outshine me or I don't like her because I don't think she can do the will of God. Because the will of God never comes up in a discussion about women leaders. It never comes up. You know, that that's true. It's funny you say that. Um, it is true that, that the will of God, I've never heard that in any discussion about, about women leaders. It, it it's always up. been, yeah, 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 here go the verse right here. This is what it says. It's always been that. It's never been, this is the will of God. And like, then, nobody's ever said that. And here's the crazy thing. You can find the will of God in the Old Testament because 
if you if you break down the Old Testament and New Testament, and I promise I didn't, I wasn't trying to make this so biblically inclined, but if you break down the God in the Old and the New, in the Old Testament, God gave you a chance to know who He was personal. He did, yeah. God let you know. So there is we can't say there's not evidence of understanding and knowing the character of God. We can't say that. So if you want to find out the intentions, understanding, character of God mm -hmm. and the things that God will do, all you got to do is read the Old Testament. Now, if you go and talk to people about the Old Testament, they're going to pick and choose what they want to say. Right. Yeah, that's what I okay? mean. They're going to say, hey, Absolutely. this is this way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, 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 and when Christ came on, it's because God got tired of dealing with people. And one of the things that he got tired of is the fact that people think they know everything. Mm -hmm. They think they know everything. So, I no, I don't think it's fair that a woman shouldn't be allowed to pastor. I don't. And I probably just done messed up every chance I ever had of pastoring or <laughs> preaching in a Baptist church by saying this. <laughs> but I personally do not, and spiritually, I do not believe it is the will of God for us to keep a woman from pastoring broken men and broken people. I don't believe it because watch this now. The Bible talks about when Christ now 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 one we have to learn how to read the Bible in its parables, in its metaphors, and also in its straightforwardness as well. A lot of times we confuse metaphors with being straightforward, and we don't understand that God cannot speak to everybody the same way. Christ cannot talk to everybody the same way. Right. I might have to say things and have you ever had to try to have a conversation with your homeboy in front of your mama? Yeah. And y'all got to kind of switch out as you say stuff. Yeah. Now they know what you're saying, <laughs> but your mama clueless to what's going on. Right. Yeah. So, so sometimes we have to understand when we're reading the word, Christ may have been in situations where I'm talking to the disciples, but I'm in front of people who are just followers. So They're just following me. So I can't uh -huh. talk divinely and divinity to mm -hmm. these guys uh, uh, openly as I would like, so I have to give, I have to restructure my my verbiage a little bit. Now they know what I mean, but I need to keep it exclusive, inclusive from those guys. Right. Okay. Right. So, so when, when we talk about reading the Bible, we have to understand the way. Hold on, everything that's in the Bible may not be for you because you're not there yet. That's you're not true. there. Yeah, yeah. Everybody the think they, they there. There. everybody yeah. think they preach or they pass or oh, they there. No. No, you're not. Because the revelation may not be The ready. revelation may, you may not, not be ready for it. Right? So watch this. Let me get back to what I'm saying. So so when Christ was hung on the cross and they brought him back, okay? Now here's, here's the crazy thing, okay? We never will talk about this because we talk, we talk directly on the Bible said this, okay? Yeah. Let's talk about implication, okay? okay? Because some things are implied but not seen. I'll go with that. Okay? So when they brought Christ down, there, there, there were only a few people there, okay? Yes, it wasn't that many people. There was only a few people. Mm -hmm. there, there, there was a gentleman that owned the tomb in which they was getting ready to put Jesus in. Yes. And there was Mary, Mary Magdalene, and some other women, mm -hmm. okay? Now, I want you to understand the implication on this, mm -hmm. okay? You will not hear of any man pulling him down and administering to him or following him to the tomb other than the one that owned the tomb. And that's so that they can get true. access to the tomb. To Watch the this right. now. Watch true. this now. So now this man, these women are fixing him up. They're taking care of him. They're administering to this woman. They're washing him down. Now he's dead. He's deceased. Yes. Okay? Anybody ever deal with dead people? It ain't fun. Okay? He's deceased. No life inside of him. Okay? 
But he, they're administering based on their faith, based on their belief. They're administering to him. Mm. And, and then in some way, somehow, they get him to this tomb. And they place him in this tomb. Watch this now. And they stayed there. Yes, they did. They stayed there. Okay? Now, once again, let's look at the implication. Okay? Okay. Because a lot of people, a lot of people, watch this now, will not deal with Jesus in that type of way, a very intimate way. What do you mean? They, God allowed them to have an intimate moment with Christ. That's a very intimate moment. That's true. Men lack the most of emotion. Right, because we're the emotional people. Because women are the emotional. Yeah, we are. So what do we preach in school? To have an intimate moment with Christ. To have a moment with Christ to where we can really get a revelation and get connected yes. with Christ. Mm -hmm. But from that instance right there, men could not do that. Women did that. Yeah. So the notion and idea that a woman cannot be uh, connected with Christ, the Holy Spirit, the, yeah. the notion that a woman cannot walk in and say, hey, listen, wait just a second. I'm not talking to you based on my education. I'm talking to you based on the intimate uh, uh, relationship I have with Christ. Yeah. Puts me in a position to be able to at least speak to you about the value of being connected and intimate with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, what does the Bible say? Okay. In order for you to be saved, you have to believe in your heart and con confess, with, confess your with your mouth yes. that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior. But it's impossible because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yeah, seen. It's impossible to say Christ is my Lord and Savior and you're not intimate with him. Right. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's impossible. The, you, when is the la Give me a scripture where you see a man being intimate with Christ. In a broken state. In a broken state. And I'll wait for that. But but, but my point is this. Mm -hmm. we, we, when we talk about this subject, we talk about this subject from a perspective of, let me give you my opinion. Let me tell you how I feel based on the tradition I grew up in. There's no expansion mm -hmm. on tradition to now. If you you, you see true. what I'm saying? That's true. And and, and 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 let me kind of sum all of this up. And the reason why I'm saying all of this is because I don't want women to feel like you don't have purpose. If you're telling me the Holy Spirit came to you mm -hmm. and said that I'm a pastor, there's no man that has the power or the authority mm -hmm. given or left to by from God right. to tell you that that's a lie. That's impossible. That's impossible. Based on the connection that women have had with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We ain't talking about the connection that they had with, with Peter. Right. We ain't talking about the connection they had with Paul. Because when you're pastoring, you're trying to lead a flock to Jesus Christ. Yes, you are. Not to Peter. No. Not, not, to, not to Apollos. Mm -hmm. Not to none of them. You're trying to lead them to Jesus Christ. The only way you can lead them to Jesus Christ is if you have a history a lineage, a heart, and a DNA Yes. of being able to say, guess what? I'm intimate. I have been intimate. And that's what I want people to understand. And, 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 and that's what the Lord had put in my, my spirit when we were getting this episode done is, wait just a second. Maybe we're looking at this all wrong. 
Because men have been damaging stuff all along. Now, I'm not knocking men pastors because I'm a pastor. I'm not knocking it, but I'm also wanting men to embrace the fact that you can learn from a woman. I learned from my mama. Don't get me wrong. I love my dad. But my mama taught me some stuff my daddy ain't never taught me. <laughs> you know? That's true. Yeah. And 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 and, and we, we ostracize women and, and, and it's not just in the ministry, we do it in business, we do it in in, in, in uh, uh entrepreneurship, we do we ostracize women as if they are the the weaker or lesser vessel. Well, I was gonna say that's because it's it's viewed as we are the weaker link, we are the weaker vessel. That even though yes we are in a in an age of men women can do what men do, um, that we still are going to buckle eventually under the weight of what a man has to has to handle. Um, we are eventually going to break down, and usually that's associated with our emotions. That eventually we're going to cry. Eventually we're going to stress out. Eventually we're going to, you know, become panicked because it's come it's knocking up against our female limitation. And I think when you talk about that in relation to ministry, that really hurts because y you don't know right. what my potential is. You don't know what I've what I'm going to encompass. And I think it's hard for a man who has had a lifetime, a lifetime of doctrine and tradition, to meet a woman who is bold and meet a woman who is very assured. Right. And for her to look at him and say, "No, I know exactly." what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. I have been told by the Holy Spirit, this isn't just a flesh-fueled um, uh, desire. That's hard. I get it. I, I think that that's hard to do. And so, um, and if you're wondering, by the way, why a little bit we're talking about the Baptists, just because we had a situation uh, where we were invited to a church and me being a just minister. Just it on out there. <laughs> <laughs> we never been invited to that. No, no we were invited to a church and... Um, uh, and of course, I am newly licensed as a minister. Yay! And uh, I expected to be with Bishop uh, to pray with him. I expected to pray and everything. And we were told that I would not be allowed um, to do so. And I've been raised Baptist, and it just took me for a loop for a second, but I understood, uh, of course. And um, but it really just brought to light um, to me. It brought to light the limitations that I'm going to keep coming up against. And that's the crazy thing because when I walked in the office and prayed with him. I was like, man, y'all should let Jay come up in here, man. This girl go ham. Y'all, y'all must ain't heard her on, on video. And that's crazy, man, because <laughs> I mean that that's crazy because yeah. it's like, man, it's almost like racism. I'm, I'm dead serious. That's the way I looked at it. Like it was, it, no, I, I, I compare it to racism. <laughs> yeah. Because and 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 I don't mean this in any uh uh bad way, but yeah. it's just like when a white person says. Well, you can't walk on this side of the track and you can't sit in this right here right. because of the color of your skin. Well, we're telling the woman, well, you can't occupy this space or come and do this or this, that, and the other because of your sex. Yeah. And I'm sorry, that's wrong any way you look at it. That, that's immorally wrong and it's yeah. biblically wrong. And, and there is no way that, you know, anybody can justify to me other than the fact this is what the conversation is going to always end in. Yes. Well, that's just what we believe. That's just that's just the way we think. With no justification, no. with no your ideology is all distorted. 
Yeah. And, and I think that's what I want people to understand moving forward. And that's what this podcast is all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll deal with some controversial situations and I'm cool yeah. with it. But at the end of the day, we need to get back to the nitty gritty and being able to prove what you're saying. Let's talk about it for real. Because yeah. you telling me if your mother came to you right now and said, I'm anointed to get in your pulpit, you're going to tell her no? My mama punched me in the nose. I don't know what type of mama you came up with. So it, 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 I, I can't call my mother a strong woman to handle me, but she's not strong enough to handle people. And, and, and yeah. we try to demean women. We keep them at a low place. We keep them at a, at a, at a place of servitude and a, and a place of, of, of inadequacy, and that's wrong. Well, and we make them sound ambitious. You know, when, right. when they say, oh, she trying to be a bishop. Well... There are men who are trying to be bishops and apostles who shouldn't be. There are people who are apostles, who are apostles and bishops because they call themselves <laughs> and their circle called no them. lineage whatsoever. No lineage. No paperwork. No study. No documentation. No credentials. No licenses. No anything. So if you have a man who is calling himself to position and not being called by God. And you have a woman who is called by God, then then how are you going to justify? That's that's my only question. Like for me, like you said, the bishop and the bishopric is a desired office, and it is a desire I have. But it is one thing that I always tussle with: how can I have the desire if I have the foreknowledge of the fact that I'll never be able to be a bishop? But well, you know, so, but, you know. but here's the crazy thing. Here's the here's, here's the crazy thing. The thing about it is, I think it's all perspective. Mm-hmm. Because biblically, when you go biblically and then you go say uh, this this word, they always throw out doctrine. Doctrine, yes. You always want to say, oh, well, our doctrine mm-hmm. is this, that, and the other. Well, let, let me clear up some doctrine. Because doctrine is a twofold word. Because mm-hmm. we, will use, we will allude that the word doctrine means that it's something that's put down in writing and is posed as law. Which means that you could have wrote something and said, hey, listen, everybody who joins me, this is law. We believe that Mm -hmm. you can't have gray hair. Okay? We believe this. And everybody that believes this, I tell you what, y'all come in our group. Mm -hmm. And everybody that wants to join our group, guess what? Because we wrote this, we agree on it, that's what it is. It's not biblically sound. It's not spiritually adequate. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even go in alignment with the characteristics of God. Mm -hmm. But, doctrine. However, they try to confuse us and say that the Bible is doctrine. It's religious doctrine. But it's not. It, well, it's not. And, and you have to look at, you got, you got to, you know, kind of catch people on that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm here to tell denominations that we can't move forward. We just, it's impossible for us to move forward in, in religious segregation. We talk yes. about segregation in the world. We talk about segregation in, 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 uh, in 1960 and all of that, but we never talk about religious segregation. And, and what this is is religious segregation. And there is no God in heaven that will, will, will justify religious segregation. I agree. Not at all. And it doesn't matter to me that whether you're Baptist, Methodist, Muslim, it doesn't matter. They will not he not not the God. Only of the God that you have attached, what you feel He is, but you will not be able to prove, based on the characteristics in the Holy Bible, that God is a God that says, "Guess what? I'm not going to bless you, but I'm going to bless you. I'm not going to love you, but I'm going to love you. I'm not going to anoint you, but I'm going to anoint you. I'm not going to speak to you, but I'm not. I'm going to speak to you. God is not like because God wants to grow and develop the kingdom." 
If he can use a child who is not fully formed, what makes you think he won't use a grown woman? That's true. I'm just saying. So we limit, we, we try to impose our limitations of God on other people. Mm -hmm. And we say, I want you to limit God the way I limit it. Ideologically, I'm not limiting God. Because I conceptualize. But absolutely. Yeah. I feel like right. God is saying this. Well, whenever I hear somebody say, I think, I feel, yeah. I won't. I quit the conversation because the dialogue is just your <laughs> ideology right there. Right. Amen. Mm -hmm. But listen, I, I, I really would love to keep going on and on and on about this, yes. man. This is a great topic. We may do a part two to this. Yes, okay. I would love to. I'm telling you. But listen, I want to thank you so much for just spending time speaking to me on it. Again, thank you for having me. Oh, uh, man, no problem. Uh, listen, guys, I'm telling you, stay tuned, man. Continue to download, subscribe to Bishop Chronicles Podcast. You can go to Spotify. You can go to Apple uh, Podcast. Uh, we do this every week because we want to bring you content that I believe is going to help you get better. It's going to help you stay focused. But more than anything, it's going to one day get you to heaven. So listen, make sure you go check us out on Spotify. Do me another favor. Go to Amazon.com. Yes. Pick up the ebook, Unlocking Your Purpose-Given Culture. It's going to talk about potential versus purpose. So that way, you'll understand the difference between man's potential and God's purpose. Till we meet again, man, I love you guys with the love of the Lord. Remember to uplift Christ wherever you go and do, the, do me a favor. Make the rest of your day the best of your day. I'm out of here.